0: We're in a a mini-series of message called A Season of Change. Last week, I I gave you an installment number one, A Time to Change, Season of Change. And so this week, I am going back to where I'm at, and we are in Genesis chapter one, still, uh, A Season of Change. But today's installment is, let there be light. Let there be light. There was a tremendous amount of creative energy in that word. Let there be light. So so read with me. I'm just going to read one verse, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And it says, And God said, let there be lights, plural, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for what? Signs and for seasons and for days and for years. The order of the heavens to create the seasons, let there be signs in the firmament of the heaven so that we can understand the difference of the seasons between night and day, days and years, and so on. So last week we talked the seasons of our lives that change is coming. Anybody remember last week? Change is coming. I absolutely and wholeheartedly believe that change is coming. If you don't anticipate or expect change, you probably wouldn't have change. We must be in an expectant mode to receive change. Change is not easy for everybody. Change is difficult for some people. After you've been routinely setting a pattern for months and years and days and weeks and then it becomes uh, uh, an abrupt or maybe even slowly and it's not like it used to be it becomes difficult for some people. In my early years in ministry, and by that I mean just barely out of 19 into my 20 and 21 and stuff, I, I saw changes that um, it didn't affect me as a young person, everything was okay, but I, I grew up in the denomination and they had this system of where they would send a pastor to a church and um after four years they would either vote him in or vote him out uh it was a crude cruel system um people would keep all their angst up and wait for that one time when it's voting time and all their energies would come out this is when we get rid of him it's it's not a, it's not a case of let's see what the lord is doing it's like We had a problem with him, and this is our moment now. And we're going to vote him out. And change comes, and they get rid of the guy, and and a new person comes in. And when the new person comes in, guess what? The very people who voted him out were going like, well, our old pastor used to do it this way. Now you just got rid of him. Do you you follow me? You just got rid of him, because you wanted change and when the new change came then they all like well we didn't used to do it pastor joe used to do and pastor you just got rid of pastor joe because you wanted change and now the new guy ain't doing it like pastor joe and you're complaining well we didn't do it that way you know here's the deal this is what my mama taught me some people when they want to stumble, they will stumble. If they can't find a rock to trip on, they'll find a straw, but stumble they will. They've got to have a, a, an issue with, with something. You, you just, you want to change, you got change, you don't like the change. So is it fair to say that some people just don't handle change well? Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't handle change well. Um, but I say to you, a change is coming. Whether you want it or not, whether you're ready for it or not. Something is about to break in some people's lives and God is about to take you out of a season you've been in and take you to a new season. Can I get an amen? I believe that. 2019 is the year of restoration. I will hold firmly to that. You know, one of the things I know when, you, when you're when that specific and adamant on change, There are going to be things that's going to happen that are going to make you believe, did I miss God? Because there are going to be challenges to the change. And sometimes you're going to want to, well, did I hear God? Yes, I heard God. These things come to set you off to believe that there is no change. See, but I walk by faith and not by sight. I've learned to not let my eyes guide what I do. I walk by faith and not by sight. That's what Paul says, right? So if I believe a change is coming, when stuff starts popping wild and going crazy, almost to, to the point of distraction, I still have to hold fast that I walk by faith and not by sight, and a change is coming. I need to batten down. I need to secure myself. I need to be firm in what I believe and fix my eyes on this one thing. God, you promised my situation is going to change. This thing has got to come to an end. It will come to an end. Nothing lasts forever. And I will experience that change. Can I get a witness in that? Okay, that's what we got to do. So so now for many of us here and, and maybe all of us, we are ready to, To change. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we spent some time talking about that last week. One thing that we need to understand about God is that he is God all by himself. Do you know that God don't need no help from me? God don't need no help from you? I don't need to tell stories to make God look good. I don't need to embellish. Some kind of work that God done to make God look, to puff God up. God can do what he's got to do without me. And he will do what he's got to do without me, without you. Okay. In Genesis, we find him creating. And at each creative day, we see him praising himself. Oh, pastor, how can you say that? Because every day he made something, he looked at it and he said, it was good. He did it right? And when he was done with it, he looked at it at the end of the day and he says, it was good. But, but I want you to look in your Bibles as we, 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 we go along this. He had gone through these days doing things saying it was good. But then at the very end, when he made man, he said, it was very, very, good. Good. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, very good. If you were here with us on Wednesday night, oh, yeah. uh, he, he, I said something that was deeply revelational. God made everything. I mean, on Monday he did, uh, I don't know if they call it Monday back then, but for, for, for the first, Yeah, it was referred to more as the first day and the second day. So, uh, on the first day, he made something. It was good. Mm-hmm. Second day, something. It was good. Third day, fourth day, fifth day. Fifth day. And, and then when he did all of that, and he counseled among the Godhead. Whew, this is good. I liked it then, and I like it now. Yes. <laughs> when he did all of that stuff, he kind of looked within himself and says, "This needs something that is the ultimate complement of all my creativity and all the goodness that's in me and all the expanse of the divine imagination that I find amongst the Godhead." and And, and he looked at the six days of created stuff, and he says. Mm, there's, there's just one statement that yet needs to be made that emphasizes the genius tree in the Godhead, the ultimate divinity in the Godhead, the ultimate expression of my deepest love. And, 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 and he thought, and I guess to be evan, evangelistic, he, he called God and he called, the, he called Jesus and he called the Holy Spirit and he said, guys, we got to sit down and we got to think this thing through because... All we've done so far is good. And then after they commune among themselves, God said, let us make man. Mm-hmm. You are the ultimate expression of the divine God that literally says, I have made all this good stuff but this stuff I'm about to do is very good, yes. and just imagine that you and I are what he came up with. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Amen. You and I are what he came up with. No, no. You might think of yourself as, well, I'm not all that, and I got this going on and that going on. God says, I couldn't find anything better to put as a cherry on top of the ice cream, and he came up with you. Let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. So the ultimate image expression of God was his creativeness. And he said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. Therefore, let us make this thing, this being, with the creative power that we have in the Godhead. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that really, 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 really gets me going. My engines rev up, I'm firing all. It's in the God thought about me in such a way that I am the ultimate expression of His creative juices. Yes. Yes. You are. When well, next you're having a pity party, just go read that. You are the ultimate expression of God's creativeness. I made the sun, the stars, the bird, and it was good. And he said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. Let us cause this guy to be just one notch under us but having all the creative forces that we have in us. This guy has the ability to speak things that be not as though they were and command heavens and command the stars and command the elements. God says, you it. Think about that this morning. You are it. Tag. You it. It was very good. So at the end of the sixth creative day, when he made you, he said, it was very good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, created he him, male and female, created he them. He created you. He created male, he created female. That was God's specific creative order for the human race. There's a man, there's a woman. I'm gonna leave that subject there. See, before there was a first day, there was a God. Before the first star, moon, planet, sun, there was God. God has been and always be. He is God all by himself. And there is none like him. He is all sufficient. God is the cause of himself. Pause with that for a while. I said that many, many years ago in a theological class because they were talking about energy and energy cannot be made nor broken and if you're getting all that scientific stuff based on your past history and studies of physics and science, you're going to, that statement is probably familiar to you. God is the cause of himself. Pause there for a while. God didn't have a creator. God was the cause of himself. God caused himself to be. He caused himself to be. Alright? He is all sufficient. He didn't need anybody's help. And one thing we know about him is that he is a creator. In fact, he is the creator. Right? Psalm 90 verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. From everlasting to everlasting. From everlasting to everlasting. (laughs) Not from January to December not from 2019 to 2022 Mm -hmm. from everlasting which is the beginning of what we could conceive time as to whenever he puts in his appearance Mm -hmm. from everlasting to everlasting thou art God I was before and I will be after I am from everlasting to everlasting I'm saying that to say to you that's your God That's your God who has chosen to make you the epitome of all his grandiose divine thought and spark. You, you are special. You are special. Start loving you. Hug yourself sometimes. No, really. Part of my therapeutic approaches in some of the things that I do is to make people stand in front of a mirror and love themselves. Because a lot of people, you may take for granted that they love themselves and you might find it so difficult when you have to stand in front of a mirror and look at your image. The reflection of who you are is posted before you on a reflective glass and you got to look at that thing and say... I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139. I am beautiful. I am special. I have the attention of the creator of the universe. God himself loves me and that person that's looking back at me is loved by God. And nothing is withheld from me because my God who's made me in his image and his likeness literally says to me, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. You can command whatever you set your mind to command. You can break any form of depression or anxiety you know you know in 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 just being in full transparency i went to bed last night we had devotions i went to bed i slept well everything was good i got up this morning and something just crept all over me like (sighs) just a a nasty depression thing just climbed all over me and I, i took a shower and then i went outside and I, I, I come back, and I stood in front of the mirror, and I looked at myself, and I said, I'm not having any of this. Amen. 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 David encouraged yes. himself yes. in the Lord. Yes. David said, all that is within me, bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what David said? <laughs> Lungs, bless the yes. Lord. Yes. Heart, Bless, yes. the yes. Yes. bless the Lord liver bless the Lord kidneys bless the Lord yes. brain bless the Lord yes. soon enough all that's in me is blessing the Lord and I'm like I'm heading to church all right. and I am going to be as bold as a lion not gonna let this thing tear me down no sir I am blessed of God there may be moments that feelings might become overwhelming, but the truth is, I am blessed yes. of God. Yes. I am created in His image yes. and His likeness. Listen, take a dose of that this morning. Take two Amen. of these and call me in the morning. Amen. Amen. I am blessed of Amen. God. Amen. You hear me? Amen. Take two of these gospels, gospels, yes. whatever. I don't know. Call what you want. <laughs> take Take two of these Gospels. I am blessed of the Lord. There is a change coming. I am going to harden my system and my structures. I'm going to fortify who I am in this concept. I am created in the image and the likeness of God. And one thing about God's image is that he had the ability to speak a word into nothingness and create something so right now i don't know what you're going through you pick a problem i don't care what it is and you tell it your day is up come on now your day is up yes i am not putting up with you anymore your day is up i'm not gonna walk around here like sad sally your day is up. Yeah, there may be a moment at the very onset where I may be seemingly caught of God and, and like you know wondering whatever what is me? I'm gonna eat worms. No, God somebody. Yes, God created me in his image and in his likeness. So look. If I look like this, somehow God looks like this too. Mm -hmm. And whoever you are, God looks like that too. Because he created you in his image and in his likeness. So whatever you are, he looks like you somehow. But greater than what he looks like is the creative sources in you that says, I can change my circumstances. Yes. I can speak power. Yes. I can speak power to my circumstance. Yes. I can command mountains to move. Yes. I command yes. fig trees to dry up. Yes. I can command my situation. but let let's, 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 let's just get into this because you know there's a whole lot more here to unpack. So let's unpack this thing here, right? So um, everything that happened in creation, hmm? came out of Him. Before there was the first moment, or the first second, as far back as you can go, there was God. Yes. Second and moments and days are things that are subsequent to eternity. Explain that to me, Pastor. Eternity is from everlasting to everlasting. Seconds, moments, days, months, years is in the spectrum of time. So before there was time, there was everlasting. Yes. 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 Okay. You got that? Yes. Yeah. You live in time. But before time, there was eternity. Yes. Eternity had no beginning and no yes. end. Yes. So God was before time was. Yes. So everything that is, yes. God preceded it. Yes. God set up something to regulate you, not himself. Yes. Woo! <laughs> God set a system to regulate you, not him. So before time was, there was eternity. And so he spoke to you from eternity into time and released you in time and gave you the creative ability in time to speak to your eternity. Oh, Lord! Some of you might get this. And for those who don't see me after, uh, I'll give you a private tour in this. Before time was, there was God. Yes, yes. What could you possibly do that has any advantage on God when He's the one who spoke the thing called time and put you in it? Yes. Hmm? Yes, Lord. Well. I had to slip that one in there. (laughs) As far forward as you can see and beyond that into eternity, he is still God. The Bible starts out with these words. It's the easiest one to find because you find the first book, the first chapter, the first set of words, and it says that what? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. There's nothing before the beginning. And in the beginning, God. Woo! Hallelujah. Not in the beginning of God's existence. No, because he's eternal. But in the beginning of time as we know it. In the beginning, God. Ah. Huh. Huh. Everything that happened in creation came out of him. Somebody, let's back this up with scripture lest somebody walks out with a misconceived idea that I'm just saying something. Find John chapter one, verses one through about four. Yeah, John chapter one. Okay. Somebody, somebody, give me one person to read it out aloud. And, and, and let me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. Word was God. Mm-hmm. Nothing was made that was made without him. Without him, there was no life. Are you getting that? You getting that? Nothing was made that was made that was made without him. Amen. 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 Nothing preceded God other than what he made in the beginning. Yes. yes. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. What were we talking about? In the very beginning, there was Jesus. Yes. Jesus is the Word. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Jesus was. It is the word yes. Yes. you want to break that down on a, on a more elementary plane? Hmm, what is a word? What is a word? A word is an expression of a thought that defines something. I don't want to get too, too nerdy or too, too chicha y chichi, but in the beginning was the word. A word is an expression of an ultimate manifestation. For example, I see woman. Let's assume for the purposes that this room was absolutely pitch black and you couldn't see anything. You couldn't even see the hand in front of your face. And I said to all of you, this is a woman. What comes to your mind? Certain Certain attributes long hair different body shapes and style woman because all you heard was a word but that word represented a thought that's in your mind as to what a word is if i said a color and i said blue you would automatically picture blue in your mind because it's a universal law it doesn't change from country to country zone to zone region to region it doesn't change that word remains constant wherever you may find it so it becomes a universal truth blue is blue woman is woman man is man okay so it says in the beginning was the word In the beginning was Jesus. In the beginning was the manifest presence of something in my God mind that was created in me. And it's called Jesus. Jesus? That's a word. Hmm. And the word became flesh. So out of my mind I created for you an expression of a thought that is known as Jesus. That thought leaped out of his mind by divine permission and became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus, out of the mind of God, walked the earth in our presence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. Oh, man, you have no idea what good preaching that is. Yes. That is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the mind of God, to create the expression of God is the same thing that he says, you are in my image. <laughs> so in your mind, you have the ability to create thoughts that become realities. All I have to offer God is a thought which I convert to a prayer, which converts to a reality to bring things into existence in my mind. I conceive of what i want it's a thought it has not yet been formed oh man are you with me this morning Amen. a change is coming a change is coming and it's going to start here be renewed by the transformation of your mind romans 12 1. be renewed by the transformation Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind about things. Yes. Yes. There you go. And then let that change become a reality because it's an expression of your creativity in your mind. Like Abraham, who Call things that be not as though they were. There were thoughts in his mind about what he wanted to see manifested. And so he called it out, out of his mind. Mm. Oh man. (laughs) He called it out of his mind. And there it was. And there it is. Touch somebody and tell them, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. Oh, now seriously, you will have what you say. If you say negative stuff, you're going to get negative stuff. If you say positive stuff, you're going to have positive stuff. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind about a lot of stuff. I'm going to change my mind. Because I have that creative energy in me. Let us move on. Everything that happened in creation came out of him. The stars, the atmosphere, the stuff that would allow Thank you. The stuff that would allow life to exist on this planet. The sun to shine in the day and the moon to shine at night. The fish of the sea and the fowls of the air. The creeping things and the crawling things. All that's in Genesis right there. Yes. The fruit trees, the herb, the forest and the grassy fields. All of this came out of him. Yes. yes. Came out of his mind. Uh, can you turn the air conditioner on? Oh, I'm heating up. Yes. Yes. When I get excited, I heat up. <laughs> Something inside me starts to burn up I, and yeah. I get hot. And, and so send a little air around the room for me. Yes. Bear with me. <laughs> you sweating too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're going on. Creation came out of him. It oozed out of him. He couldn't help himself with some of what he was creating. Things so incredible and so amazing that to this day we are still amazed at his creation. Scientists spend their whole careers just studying one little part of God's creation and never do get to see it all on understand. It's all right. They might focus on you finding me and then focus on the word. So, yes. All right, I'll get fine here in a second. Don't worry about me. It's not the first time I got hot and sweat. (laughs) Things so small and close to us that we can't even see them with our naked eye or with the best microscope. For all of our years growing up, yeah, I can feel that. All of our years growing up, we have been taught things like neutrons and protons and... Nuclei and nucleus and all that kind of stuff, right? Nerd stuff. And so we have created energy based on some of this stuff. Well, you know, there is a subparticle, a subatomic particle within a nucleus and within a neutron and a proton called a quark. And I know you'll Google me, but do it in a while, not right now. but I want you to. A quark is a subparticle of an atom that creates energy through what is called fission and it gives a spark and a burst. Now, theoretically and mathematically, we've computed it. And that was the whole project behind the super collider. To create a form of energy that can be reduced in such a fashion that we can have many atomic plants, so to speak to create energy. I, I, I am yet gonna look forward to the day when we will replace the, the combustible uh, fuel fossil engine with, with an atomic super collider. Right? So you might be driving around, thank you, you might be driving around in the next 10, 15 years with a car that doesn't need any gasoline because it will extract from the atmosphere an atomic particle and with this little device in it, let's just call it the super collider, where it will take an atom and spin it in a magnetic field and at certain points as you drop it in there, it will pull apart this subatomic atomic particle called a quark which will give off a spark, which will replace your spark plug and your piston and your gasoline and all that stuff and create a burst of energy. Yes. You heard it here. So in 15 years when I'm old, when I'm old and, you know, walking around with a cane looking for my grandchildren and they're now... You'd be saying, you remember when Pastor Jeffrey talked about a subatomic particle that will create energy that will drive us in. Listen, the Jetsons are real. Yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Back when they first came on the scene, we thought, like, flying spaceship that just goes, zoop, zoop, zoop. yeah, that's possible. Yeah. But we'll save that for another message. Hmm? Things so small that we can't even see them. Yet God, you think God didn't know about a quark? He made that. We're only discovering what he's already made. But he made it. I'm saying all of this for a reason because here here, here is something you have to understand. And I maybe preempted myself a little bit. But there's a reason why I'm saying all that. Sometimes, I ask God for a table. And I'm, I'm exerting my faith. Faith, 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 God, let a table manifest. Let, call things that be not as though they were. And yeah, that could happen, it could happen, you know? But more likely than not, I ask God for a table and he puts a tree in front of me. I'm going like, I didn't want a tree, I wanted a table. <laughs> God, we're getting this mixed up table, not tree. <laughs> But then some guy decides, I can cut down the tree, Uh and I can make boards and wood, and I can build a table. You are creative because the Creator has put in you creativeness to be in his own image and likeness. So you ask for a table and God gives you a tree. And all along, the table was always in front of you. It was just in the form of a tree. Oh boy. Are you getting this? So God wants you sometime to use your creative energies, the juices, the source that flow in you to change your world. A change is coming. Tell him again. A change is coming. Change is coming. God has put all before me that I need to create a change. A change is coming, you know. Things so big and far away, we can only hypothesize as to where they are and how big they are. The first thing God tells us about Himself in His Word is that He is a creator. That's what the first thing He's a creator. We need to understand that he doesn't need anything to work with. He doesn't need anyone's help. He can make it happen all by himself. We can say a lot of things about him to describe him. But the first thing we need to understand about him is that he is a creator. Well, if your God is a creator, and you are creative, created, in his likeness and his image, guess what? That means you are creative. You are creative. Some of you all have made crude, antiquated devices around your house to get particular tasks done and haven't realized how creative you have been. I bet if I come to anyone one of your house, you have something that you developed just to make life easier for you. <laughs> you haven't patented it or anything like that. And you're sitting on a gold mine and you don't know it. Anybody like that? Yes. You developed some gadget that you didn't think worth a penny but it makes your life easier. That's because of the creativeness inside you. Somewhere down inside you, there is creativity. Pause and just let that sing. So God doesn't give us everything. No. Sometimes he just gives you a tree. Sometimes he just allows you to dig the earth and pull metallic and iron ores out of it then melt it and then shape it and so you're asking for a table he gives you a tree then he gives you metal all from the earth and then somehow you melt that you form that you forge it you shape it you build a nail you got two components now you got wood and you got nails (laughs) oh that's so funny (laughs) you got the tree that's okay Salmo (laughs) <laughs> you'll get, you'll I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> no, that's how He got it. He's, he's like, oh. <laughs> Three. Nail. No, right? Yeah. I don't know where it was but... <laughs> Because somebody's expecting a chair to just show up. <laughs> that's you want the work already done. <laughs> somebody's going to come up with a hammer pretty soon. Using the same first two principles. Wood for the handle, metal for the head. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. It's up to us to decide what we're gonna do with them. Some people think that because they prayed to God to give them a fence around the yard, that one's just gonna pop up. But understand something here. Somewhere along the line, the creative part that you put in your DNA at creation must go to work. Somebody got to stretch a string. Somebody got to cut some boards. Somebody got to line this up. Make ladders. Build a fence. God doesn't always just give us things. We need to create something from what He gave us—dominion over. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dominion over things that He's given us. Are you understand what I'm saying? If our God is the creator and we are in his likeness, then at certain times of our lives and at certain seasons, there needs to come something out of us. So when we pray, be specific. Be specific. Tell them exactly what you have need of. But when it shows up, don't expect it to look exactly at what you asked for. Hmm? It may show up in the raw form. It may show up in the raw form. You say, God, give me patience. Oh, boy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I know. Give me patience, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you go to Walgreens and you say, Do you all have patience in a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy five milliliters of patience? no <laughs> God, I need patients not the one that you find in hospital patients p-a-t-i-n-c-e yeah. because you know you ask for patients at somebody say well go to the hospital there are a lot of patients down there no not that one patience <laughs> <laughs> patience all right. and instead what he sends you is somebody all right, all right. who get on your last yes, nerve yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, God I ask you for patience well I send it in its raw form there is patience his name is Joe that's patience because when you overcome Joe you will get Patience. Somebody that will rob you so wrong that they will chafe you. But you're asking for patience. I don't know about you. Have you ever had that happen to you before? You know, my mother used to say, Here's another mama says. Somebody encouraged me to write a book called Mama Says. Because my mama said so many things. She used to tell me, I'd rather your room than your company. What in the world does that mean? Anybody? Yeah. I'd rather your room than your company. See, in all in English you have to understand that. Room is the equivalent of space. In other words, I'd rather the space than you take up than you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so in a most dignified British way to tell somebody, kind of get lost or you're on my nerves, say, you know, I'd rather your room than your company. In other words, I'd rather have the space than you occupy than you. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I didn't get it for a lot, a lot of years. I thought she was, <laughs> I thought she was complimenting me, and I'm like, sure, you can have my room. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Give me patience, Lord. Understand, God will not just give you peace of mind to be able to put up with people and stuff when things are going wrong in your life. No, patience comes one way. One way, patience comes, you know. True, pesky. Uh, Let me use a word here for you that you probably haven't heard, but you could look it up. It's called pestilential, one of them good British words. Pestilential, eh? Being from the word pest, Mm -hmm. you're just such a pain and irritant, pesky, do you know? Persnickety, not a word. You're just so, you know. I have to tune you out with high frequency deafness. Um, if you're praying for financial blessings, understand it will not show up in the form of winning the lottery. So God bless you if you're playing. Please remember me when you win. Uh, or a hot streak at the blackjack table. That, that, that could happen. But, there's a greater principle involved in financial blessings it's like when god gives you something don't waste it store it up god i want to buy a house well let's start with saving money for down payment simple stuff simple stuff a change is coming tell somebody i'm changing my mind i'm changing my mind i'm changing my mind i'm changing my mind i'm I'm after today in this mini series of a change is coming and a season of change today i decide to change my mind about how i think about things and what i've been doing i'm changing my mind, a change is coming. Yeah, first it's going to start in here. I'm going to change my mind about what I'm believing God for and how I believe God. I must get my mind on the same page with God. When other people would take what they got and waste it on their own selfish pleasures, you got to understand that you need to take the little you have and be faithful to the kingdom. You need to take the little you have. Remember last week was about the seed contain everything in itself and the purpose for the seed containing everything in itself was so that it could reproduce itself Mm -hmm. so money will reproduce money Mm. if i take our money and plant it as a seed oh lord Mm. am i preaching to you if i take money and plant it as a seed and I use the seed principle, which is a kingdom principle in the word of God. That money will grow. Yes. Yes. I remember when we were over at the other church for a season or time when we were looking for a building. I used to get up on the pulpit every Sunday morning and say, God grows up a church out of the ground. Anybody remember me saying that? Yes. Oh, I had so many people laugh at me for that. They thought it was ridiculous. You know what I thought? You have no idea of the concept of a kingdom principle. If you sow a seed in the earth to the Lord, God will raise up a tree, a plant. What am I asking God for? I'm asking God for a building. So I'm sowing for a building. A building will be multiplied in the seed because the DNA of growth and financial growth is in the seed just like a pea or a corn or everything else that goes in the earth dies germinate and spring forth so too when I take my offerings and I give it to God and I sow it in good soil it will germinate after a season after a time after a period that seed will break forth and spring up from the earth and and God is gonna multiply, multiply, and bring blessings from the little seed that I plant. Yes. Yes. I tell you all over and over again, don't throw your seed. Sow your seed. Yes. Name it. Yes. Name it. Call it what it should be. If you want to be blessed, change your mind. Yes. Yes. Change your mind about how money's gonna come. Yes. I gotta give God something. Yes. yes. Listen. Until, whew, God, whew, until you let go what is in your hand, only then God would let go what is in his heaven. All right, Lord. Thank you. Want me to say that again? Yes. Until you let go what is in your hand, only then God would let go what is in his heaven. Yes. 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 Mm. Don't hold on to it don't eat it don't fight it sew it when you do this god will do this yes. i have lived by that principle and it's true and that's why i don't worry oh there are moments when i go oh god how am i gonna pay this bill oh god oh god of oh, the clear blue sky something happens yes. something happens <laughs> something happens Something happens. I remember when I moved from Oklahoma to Texas, I was just restarting over, and I, I moved to Texas, and I, I didn't have a job. Uh, somebody told me to go down there and you know plant a church, yeah, I got all kind of stuff. And I moved to Texas. This was a little bit before you were born. You were born in Texas. And so um, I was facing a hard time. And I started to panic for a little bit. And then I got a call. I worked for this company uh, a while back and hadn't worked for them for probably more than a year or so. And I'm now in Texas, and I get a phone call because I kept my number, and they said, um, "We're trying to reach Jeff Leach. Say, yeah, one of them." say, um, "Can you give us a correct address? Uh, what for?" Well, we have a very sizable check for you. For what?" Well, remember when you worked with Maastrands? Yeah, but that was quite a while ago. I'm thinking, well, I ain't owe you all that. They said, no, while you were working for us, for several years prior to that, the union was negotiating a raise of pay across the board. So even though you're not with us now, it was finalized while you were working for us. And we have a check for you hundreds of dollars just when i needed it the most a retroactive check from years gone by sent to me and it took me through till i got another job and started making money and things but in that god yes. in that god yes. 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 <laughs> that could only have happened i believe because i was faithful in a kingdom principle i showed I sowed, I sowed, I give to God, I gave to God, I give to God. And then God caused that seed to fall in the earth and it germinated a couple years later. And a tree sprang up and it was a money tree. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Someone says, I want a home. God says, well, work harder. <laughs> Stop spending money on junk. Someone says, God, I want a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. God says, well, why don't you get closer to me? And love me so that you could love them. Because if you can't love me, you can't love them. And when you get them, you're going to abuse them. Oh, that might be harsh. That might be hard. But that kingdom principle is true. If you love God, you'll know how to love people. Yes, amen, amen. Love God and learn how to love people. Because the thing you're asking God for, you may not get it because God is like, I ain't about to put another person through that. (laughs) God says, I'm not an abusive father. And I ain't about to let you have that girl or that guy because you ain't ready for that. You don't even love me and you want to love somebody. How are you gonna even understand that? You can't love somebody if you don't love me. God is love. So before you get that girl, get God. I'm not trying to be mean. You know, we have all these preconceived notions as to what we want and how we want and who she should be like and what she should look like and all that kind of stuff. In the meantime, you don't even know God good enough. And you're telling him to entrust you with one of his creation. (laughs) When I see a pretty girl, you know what I says? Look at the handiwork of God. That's God's handiwork. You know what my mama used to tell me about that? <laughs> she says, son... What do you call a pretty woman in your environment? I don't know. A stranger son, a (laughs) stranger. Because there are no pretty woman in your environment. A stranger, that's what you call a pretty cool a stranger. For me, that was for me like right that. Okay, that's not your story. He doesn't give you your dream job, he gives you some little thing that you need to be faithful in. Yeah. And he'll make you ruler over many. You gotta be faithful in small things. Yes. You can't ask for this when you haven't even conquered this. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants up here, nobody wants down here. Yeah. But you gotta be faithful in the little things before he make you ruler over the many. Kingdom principles. These are all kingdom principles. Be faithful in small things so that you could be ruler over the many. These are not principles that can be violated. They stand strong. Alright? Let's move on. So, God will give you, maybe if you're lonely, space and time to heal until you know what that looks like. And when you know what that looks like, then when you see the real thing, you will know the real thing. There's going to be an identification between you and her. And, 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 and love at first sight, you're like, yeah, that's the one for me. How do you know? Everything inside me, yes. as I line it up with God, says, Yes. 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 That's what my son used to tell me when he fell in love with the girl that he's married to. (laughs) He used to say to me, Dad, that's the real one. (laughs) And of course I couldn't let that moment go. I said, this is why I brought you to California. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I gotta get... Some credit in that. Come on. I got some credit in But he loves his wife. Be yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> quiet, boy. <laughs> when the season of our lives changes, so should some of the stuff that we're doing change. I mentioned it last week. You can't be out with your lawnmower during the summertime. Huh? Wrong season, right? I mean, sorry, yeah, that, that one. (laughs) That one, that one. Uh, For for the record, you can't be outside with your lawnmower in the wintertime. Wrong season, okay? You gotta understand the right season, all right? I'm going to change. Can I hear it again? I'm going to change. I'm changing my thinking. I'm going to change. Understand this with me. If you're wanting to move out of the season that you're currently in and into the season that God wants to take you, there are some things you're going to have to put away first. Hmm? You're going to have to put away some things to get in shape for the season that you need. Right. Because we know there is another season coming. And we don't want to get caught doing what we were doing before in the new season. I got to be ready for the season. Do you, do you have a season that you're anticipating? You don't have to say anything. Just lift your hand. I want to do a breath prayer right now. Just a one breath prayer that God will grant you what you need. Are you, have, are you expecting a season right now? Yes. Just put your hand up for a second. Yes, Lord. I command a release of everything that would be a hindrance to that season conform them refine them tweak them shape them make them ready for the season that they are anticipating Lord whatever they need to quit in order to get what they want cause them to be willing to stop doing what they're doing to get what they're wanting in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A change is coming. Touch your neighbor again and says, A change is coming. A change is coming. A change is coming. Change is coming. Mm. Show me, God, the hatred that I have in me so that I can put it away. So that I can find peace of mind. Lord, help me to stop focusing on stuff and start focusing on the right stuff. Help me to stop praying for stuff and start praying for the right stuff. Help me to stop acting in a particular way and start acting a specific way. Show me God. Show me God. See, the reason why we're stuck in a situation sometimes and limited by our own circumstances is often because we have allowed other people to convince us that we are bound to our conditions. That we can't change. Oh no, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can change. You are not too old to change. Mm, right, right. You're not too young to change. Yes. You can change. Yes. You got to get some fight inside you. Mm-hmm. Can I teach you that? If, if, if ever I leave a legacy, I want it to be two things. Faith yes. and fight. Yes. If there's anything that I can leave, when I leave this earth, I want it to be faith and fight. You gotta know how to fight. Don't let nobody tell you you you're less than. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do that or your time has come about. You too old for that, not me. I'm gonna fight to the death. That's who I am. I'll fight you in a phone booth if I have to. I will fight to the death. I am not a quitter and will not give up. And if I can pass on anything to my children and grandchildren, it's just one thing. Son, daughter, have faith in God and learn to fight. Fight for what you want. Fight, give it your all. I mean, scratch, claw, do whatever, till blood comes out your finger. But you fight, do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. You're not too old. Do not give. Up. you can change there is a change coming there is a season of change and it's for you just don't give up you might think I'm too old and love has passed me by well there's old love old people need love too you know that heart beating you can love I'm being serious. A lot of us think that my season is over. But but in your heart you're crying yourself to sleep each night going like, God I need companion, I need somebody. Look, get up and believe God and know that there's somebody out there for you. (laughs) There is somebody out there for you. They got your name written all over their love letter. Somebody's out there for you. Do not give up. Do not give up. A love a success story. Do not give up. Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. A change is coming. A change is coming. On your circumstances without form and void that has not manifested itself before you yet, I want you this morning to say, Let there be light. light. Mm. Think about what I'm saying. This is my situation. It is not clear yet what it is or what it shall be, but I'm commanding the light of God to bring revelation to me in that situation. So that I could do what I need to do. Lord, let there be light. Let there be light. You want a job? I don't know who to apply to. But let there be light, God. Show me the person I need to call, talk to, set an appointment with. Let me tell you, One of the things that has become a real flaw within Christianity and this is not a rebuke, this is a caution and an encouragement. Stop deciding on stuff before you pray about it. Mm. Stop Stop operating in the natural. You are not natural. You belong to God. You are a part of the supernatural. Stop just saying, oh, I'm going to go down there. No. God, should I go there? Yes. 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 God, should I do this? You know, we're so so prone to, you know, worldly habits and standards and patterns. We just, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. (laughs) And then it turns out into a mess. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. did I even ask God about Mm that? Yes. Yes. That's a yeah. failure within Christianity. We don't ask God about yes. stuff. We just, oh, decide. Yeah. And then it blow up in your face, and you God, why did you let this happen? You, and God's going like, did you even talk to me about this? Exactly. All right. Didn't you even did you even ask me if I should go this way? Did you even consider for a moment to say, God, lead me? Like you get up here and you sing Spirit lead me. Did you even ask God to lead you? You know, I know I could be criticized often and have over several years. My church, my last church in Oklahoma used to say, Why do you always take so long? Because I want to get it right the first time. Amen. Amen. Because I got it wrong many times before and I paid an awful price. And so now I learned not to do it that way. I asked God. When we were looking for the building, a committee was set up and people were formed into groups and they went to a thousand different banks. That's an exaggeration. They went to a thousand different banks applying for loans and this and that and getting turned on one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. And like, Pastor, when are you going to get them here? God ain't telling me nothing yet. Just hang on. Y'all want to do that? By all means, go. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sitting on one day in the office of my CPA doing my taxes, and the Lord says, "Call that number." It's a number in the phone book for Bank First, which is a powerful bank in the Midwest, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and all those areas. And this is a generic number in the phone book that gets you to the switchboard and then they'll transfer to whoever i know i told this story before for those of you who have heard it before ignore it for those who haven't listened to it and he says call this number okay that's the first time i heard a word from god Mm -hmm. i didn't get a word before that Mm -hmm. while everybody's running around months were passing by i didn't get a word Every door they opened, it got shut. One of the guys even dragged me, almost like to make an example of me, because he had a friend who was the president of a bank, and they all had the hookup and the connection and all that, and he took me down there and sat me in front of the guy, and I told the guy and he did $750,000, and the man looked at me and he says, aren't you being a little bit overambitious? ambitious?" <laughs> it didn't crush me. It just kind of confirming me that was your idea for me, exactly. not my idea for me. Exactly. And the guy humiliated me. I left. I picked up the phone book. And I dialed the generic number in the phone book. And the phone ring on the other end. And a guy by the name of John Pennington answered the phone. How can I help you? Well, I'm looking for a loan. And then he says, how did you get this number? I called it. He said, who gave you this number? And by then I realized something strange is happening. I said, a friend. <laughs> he said, well, you have reached the president's office of Bank first. Mm. Mm. I just called the number in the phone book, which was their central phone banking where they route calls. That call bypassed everybody and landed on the president's desk downtown in the capital city. He answered the phone. The rest is history. The rest is history. He approved a loan for me in about three or four days, and then went on to help me when somebody else tried to buy the building out of me. He did some things, he says, if you don't know, I don't know, and he fixed some things where the time was shortened. You can't get a commercial appraisal in under three and a half weeks. The deadline was up against me, I couldn't get it. He called somebody who was able to do it overnight and send it to him, boom, bam, boom, I got the building. You, go. Amen. you know why? Because I refused to move until I heard God say something. I don't like to be rushed and stuff. Amen. I want to hear from God. Amen. I want to hear from God. Touch your neighbor and say change is, change is coming. A change is coming. A change is coming. Let there be light. You need to get out there and say, let there be light. It's time for someone to get out of the void. It's time for someone to tell the darkness, turn to light. The season I was in is not the season I'm in right now. Things are about to change. God is doing a new thing in my life. God is bringing me out of a season that had its purpose and place in my life. But it's not where I am meant to stay. This is temporary. This is not where I'm meant to stay. I mean even physically. And you this is not... Listen. You're here for a reason. You're locked in this room for a reason. We won't be here forever. But we're here for a period to mold and to gel, and to get rid of some stuff. All right. All right. All right, All right. Get rid of some stuff. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. Can I be honest? Yes. Absolutely. I am not moving an inch until I have a feeling in my spirit that we are one. Yes. yes. All, right. All right. Until I have that confirmation yes. in my spirit we are one. Yes. I'm not moving forward with a bunch of disjointed, discombobulated, all Amen. kinds of stuff. Amen. We, gotta Amen. Amen. we gotta be one. We gotta be one. I do a thing in counseling called quiet therapy, where I put people in a room together that hate each other. <laughs> no, really. I put people who having relationship difficulties in a room together and give them special instructions as how this thing must happen. And actually what I'm doing is, I'm teaching them how to break their stubborn will. Because when two people don't like each other, first their spirit separated. You think they physically got disattracted? No, no, your spirit got separated first. For me to hate you, my spirit has to separate from you. Remember what I did last week? You can't love, you can't hate this close up when there is space it could creep in yes. Yes. but when i'm like this i love Amen. Amen. so i put them in the room because these are two people who don't want to be in the same room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the first thing they want to do is get out of mm-hmm. the room and mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. so i call it quiet therapy i make you stay in there and squirm like a worm until you're broken until Everything inside you. Mm. (laughs) Everything inside you. Mm. I'm laughing for a reason. Mm. (laughs) Everything inside you goes like. (sighs) You ever see a Bronco horse being broken? Mm. The rider on the horse. What is the horse trying to do? Throw him off. Throw him off. Buck him off. Throw him off. Throw him off. And then there comes a point in time where the horse goes like, I'm not going to get rid of you. I might as well learn to. I might as well just learn to let you ride me. All you broncos in here. (laughs) You're going to learn to let somebody ride you. Until you can't and don't want to run away. Yes, 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 Lord. Then we can go forward. Yes, yes, then yes. we can train that horse. Yes. To be a circus horse if need be. Yes. The spirit of resistance has got to be broken. Yes. Somebody say a change is coming. A change is coming. change is coming. I'm going to learn. How to stay put yes. until I can move forward together. Yes. All right. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Let me finish by telling you the meaning of a word two words. The first word is a well known American word and concept and philosophy. It's called independence. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh We are independent.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh I'm a free will person. Mm -hmm. You don't tell me what to do. I'm an American. (laughs) We love our independence. Mm -hmm. We love our freedoms. And for this reason, it's so easy for us to go our own separate way. You're not going to tell me. You ain't the boss over me. Mm -hmm. Bye. See ya. But within Christianity and within the kingdom of God, there's another word. It's called interdependence. You know what interdependence means? You need me and I need you. You are nothing without me and I am nothing without you. You need me, I need you, interdependence. A change is coming. A change is coming. One of the words is we have to be interdependent. Mm. I need all of you to go where we're going. Mm, And you need me. Mm. That's not an arrogant statement. You need me to lead you like Moses did. And I need you to follow I am nothing without you, but by the same token, you are nothing without me. Can I get a witness? A change is coming.